Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Evil Men. Oh, man, we've got a really great uh, episode today. we got a special guest joining us, uh, man, the star and uh, creator, producer of Not Even a Show. It's Chris James, comedian Chris James. How's it going, Chris? What are you saying? Hey, I'm pretty good. What uh, first one you guys asked me, I wasn't clear on what the podcast was exactly. I haven't yet oh. listened, you know, because I don't listen to my friends' mm-hmm. podcasts. That's a, that's the thing that I have. T- too many podcasts amongst friends, and yeah. I don't want to pick favorites, and so I just don't listen to any of them. Um, but when you asked me to come on, and then I saw the title, <laughs> the title, yeah. it was like Evil Men, and I was like, well, I don't really think of myself in that way. And I'm sorry if you know this. Is, other people have mentioned this as well, but yeah, I, I'm not evil. Um, but I found out afterwards it's actually we're talking about a different evil man. So yeah, well, I, am, yes. I am happy yes. to be here. To be honest, Chris, this was a trick, and it and it actually oh. is about you. And we've actually we've got some. Interviews here with some people from your past that's going to surprise you of some bad things. We had the Israeli uh, intelligence, uh, what's that, Black Cube, that private security service, follow you around and record you. So we've got some incriminating material. I want to, can I just say those guys are not, they're not inconspicuous at all. It was very obvious. (laughs) Every place I went, they're like had black sunglasses on. They're driving like big SUVs with black windows and everything. So, so, yeah, I was aware something was happening. I'm honestly a little bit um, relieved that it's just in relation to this. Yeah. Well, Chris, honestly, though, welcome to uh, an episode of Chris James. This is your evil life. And uh, so we're going to bring on some family members, friends that all have stuff to say about you. You could do it. It could really do that episode. I've really genuinely done some evil stuff in my life. Now, well, there hey. are some really um, there's a lot of people out there that think you're evil for sure but uh yeah, yeah. yeah. no on and, the, on the and, right side of the fence but if i could just do sort of my little part in the intro here and say like hey i've done a lot of evil stuff in my life but nothing compared to this week's uh, to- uh no. topic of conversation <laughs> hopefully not <laughs> you never know you never know some of your pranks may have uh, left people completely immobile for the rest of their lives <laughs> Yeah, well, and again, I'm not referring to the pranks. I feel justified in, again, my channel, for anyone who doesn't know, I do prank uh, calls and stuff against, like, conservative far-right people generally, but just really kind of nasty people. Um, That's not what I'm talking about. I mean, before I ever did that, I did some legitimately, genuinely evil things in my life that I'm ashamed of. (laughs) Then let's not even talk about the subject matter of the show. What the hell are you talking about? Did you burn an ant with a magnifying glass? Are you that kid? Oh, my God. I wish it were that tame. (laughs) no i'm did you shit in a shark kill somebody no i'm i I don't want to i don't want to leave people i just i have things that i'm ashamed of in the same way other people are i think i haven't done like i haven't done anything oh me too chris no do you want to hear something i'm gonna tell you something okay i'll make you feel comfortable you want to hear something that i'm very ashamed of that i okay doubt it by the way doubt it doubt it okay (laughs) but no i'm very ashamed of this this i did this when i was a teen and i i think about it constantly (laughs) Uh, one, one day when I was about 17, I masturbated in a bathroom. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever. Like you mean a public bathroom. No, no. My bathroom. I had, I grew up in a mansion. I had my own ensuite bathroom. (laughs) 
And I went in one morning, <laughs> locked the door, and I masturbated so, in it. And now I'm so telling Chris, you now. That's all. Oh, okay. My, okay. So mine is like, I one time I threw a cinder block through someone's van window for no reason. <laughs> 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 You're talking oh, my about- God. If we're getting real, I took a piece of porcelain and broke somebody's uh, window one time, too. And, I, yeah. and it was an accident. What? Mine was not an accident. Mine was like, I for some reason, and like, you know, I was like a drunken teen. And I just like had no concept of like uh, other people living their lives. Truly, like until yes. uh, the age of like nineteen or twenty, I don't think I fully grasped the concept of the fact that other people were living lives the same way I was and trying to like be happy every day in the same way. Like I was just so selfish and self-absorbed that I would just do really shitty stuff like that. What was the what was the like uh, realization moment. What was the epiphany that made you realize that other people are just trying to get by day by well, day? Well, I, ki- I mean, I killed the guy. No, I'm kidding. I'm joking. <laughs> I'm joking around. I'm not. Evil. I'm not. Okay. No, I, I don't um, remember. I don't remember specifically what the what the actual moment was. I could. I couldn't tell yeah. you to be honest. I think it was. You said eighteen, around eighteen, nineteen, twenty. That's when it. You had the realization. Uh, yeah, I said. So that's said, the, that's about I the same 20. time you got married and had a few kids. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what it is. Family, I, right? I, Family teaches you. Have, have you? I don't know if I've ever. I've never thrown a cinder block or broken a porcelain glass through someone's window or whatever. I remember as a kid though, I did once on the street. There was just like a beer bottle in the gutter, and I picked it up and just smashed it on the ground. And this busybody, nosy neighborhood mom was like, what are you doing? How dare you do that? And she went and told my mom and then got me a broom and made me clean it up. Now, in retrospect, I guess she was not in the wrong, but also like... I Could have been know. worse, lady. Could have been a fucking cinder block through your van window. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> You're lucky it wasn't a cinder block through your window. <laughs> That's what I should have said to her. <laughs> James, did you ever smash anything through someone's private property? Um, I, th- I remember being a kid and staying over at my friend's in the country. And then we threw... I mean, this is... I just, I just remember chucking rocks in the night and... You know, there'd be big trucks going by, and that was a horrible... But nothing happened. I mean, didn't kill Wait, anybody. Wait, you threw rocks? You threw rocks at, like, Chucking transport batteries. trucks? Ro- rocks at trucks is, I mean, moving tr- trucks that are moving? Well, <laughs> as I'm, I mean, as I'm saying this, it sounds really bad. But no. it was kind of in the night, and we're goofing around, and we're chucking yeah. stuff. And then I just kind of remember kind of absent, like, chucking it, and there's... Chucking it towards the road, and cars are driving by. I wasn't trying to hit one. Mm-hmm. But and they weren't big rocks; they were just like little pebbles. But it was still. I remember thinking, "That's a bad thing to do." Yeah, yeah. That's not. That's not that bad. I mean, I know we're kind of mm-hmm. like laughing about it. Like, of course, you could have caused a pretty serious accident. Yeah. <laughs> but it's not. It's not even like that's the thing that kids do. Like regularly, you don't like think of the consequences <laughs> of that kind of stuff. For no, sure, you know. I you know in movies a, like action movies when like a big eighteen wheeler is on its side, but it's still going fast down the highway, causing sparks and flames to come from it. Yeah, and the action hero has to jump out of the way. Yeah. That's what James did to a truck. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing too serious. I, yeah. This isn't as bad as it seems. Do you remember that infamous 72 car pileup? <laughs> yeah. Just outside of Orangeville, Ontario. <laughs> 1989. <laughs> oh, yeah. this would have been 
mid nineties. Yeah. And to be clear, oh, sorry, I've done, James. done much worse that, things that I will not say on the podcast. No, but you know what's funny? I was trying to queue up something that was bad enough for the for this conversation, but not actually bad. Mm-hmm. And then as I was saying it, I was like, "Fuck, that is actually bad." <laughs> oh well. What was it? The thing no, like he said. Oh, the truck one. <laughs> yeah. No, <laughs> you could get crazier. I'm oh, sure. Oh God. But you guys okay. do have there's there's a different there's an actual format for the show that I've there derailed. is yeah this okay. is just yeah. chatting yeah. intro you know get everybody loose in my yeah. opinion Chris you didn't derail it there's half of the podcast is a derailer itself oh. well speaking of derailing I do have a story about when I was a teen uh, with a train <laughs> no I'm get please tell <laughs> it please. just do it <laughs> did you flash your dick at a train <laughs> and the train driver's like whoa and it crashes <laughs> the train driver goes I want to suck that and then ran over a bunch of cows do you have a train a train conductor losing control off the side <laughs> it's not even possible but I love him just like yeah. he's so overwhelmed that he like starts spinning his <laughs> wheel the, the only exist. time of a via rail train has actually swerved on the tracks is when it saw Chris's dick <laughs> what is oh, the man. do you have a real train story no 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 I was just trying uh, to do a joke for the for the listeners yeah. oh, okay well they loved it <laughs> I can't wait to take a train again once once I travel somewhere it's been a long time and I love I do I'm gonna say this I love taking the train and the perfect train journey I think is the five hours or so from uh, Toronto to Montreal and back it's just long enough uh, but not too long, and it's it's very nice. Oh, that sounds really nice. I I want to move to Europe, and part of the allure of that is you can just I can just take a train all around Europe to different mm-hmm. uh, countries, and and yeah. So I'm that's where I've decided I'm going to live in the south of France. But anyways, do, let's. Would, there's a podcast to be done here. Would you still no, do no, your no, show no, no. out of Europe? <laughs> would you still do your show out of yeah, Europe? Yeah, yeah. I would still do everything that I do regularly. Just I would do it from remotely. From I mean, I'm doing it remotely now from Canada. The places yeah. I'm calling aren't in Canada. The people. I'm messing with aren't in Canada, so it wouldn't really be a change. As long as my internet is good, that's all that matters. And right. also, very huge congratulations on the show. It's really amazing, and uh, you're such a good producer on top of like having huge balls with the uh, pranks you pull off. And does Emma help you with the, the production and editing as well? Uh, I yeah, my, my yeah. girlfriend, Emma, who I, yeah. who I live with, she, she helps with the music and yeah. some of the back behind the scenes stuff. I do the editing and production of it, but mm. yeah, yeah, she makes the music for it um, and does a lot of other... Yeah, she co-hosts the Patreon episodes. Yes, if you haven't seen it, go to YouTube and check out Not Even a Show. It's genuinely it's so funny. It's the best. It's That's hilarious. so nice. I couldn't believe it when I first saw it. The uh, season finale you just put up of Not Even a Show, you prank such luminaries as Chris Cuomo and Rudy right. Giuliani. You even went to uh, an anti-vax rally, which, uh, which you, you basically took your life into your own hands. Well, we're in Canada as a lot of the people who I who I like uh, watch my channel mostly are American people and they commented that it's like at first they were really scared and then they remembered that it's Canada so that people don't all have guns at the rally. So it is mm-hmm. a little bit different. Um yeah. but yeah, there was like I was like playing my character Daryl Craft, conservative comedian, and I was like trying to do stand up for these people, and and it was a little bit scary because there was like one guy who was following me around the whole time, everywhere I'd go, he would just like be there, and then uh, a couple people confronted me and like uh, started like sort of 
alluding to the fact that that I, that you know that they're going to beat me up or something. Um, so but, what do you do with your fear in those moments? Do you compartmentalize it? Do you? How do I don't you g- really feel the fear in those moments because, like, I don't mm-hmm. think I have a fear of getting beaten up that much. I've gotten in fights yeah. before and like been punched before in the face, and so I'm not super. <laughs> if it was like a big gigantic <laughs> guy, then I'd be super scared. But there's also like police around there, so you're not going to get like beaten mm-hmm. to the point where you're in serious trouble you know like i mean m- maybe i suppose but yeah i'm I'm also i mean i'm not t- i'm not small super small you know so i can like yeah i can defend myself i'm like six foot two guys i mean Ooh. i'm six two you know guys come on we're you're talking six wow Mm-hmm. I'm six two, so I mean, yeah, you come so up to I. a guy like the idea that the height <laughs> has anything to do yeah. with your ability to defend You're like, yourself or not. You are very out. big. You yeah. are. Very I like big. how you said you they you people are alluding to beating you up, like they're just sort of like vague about it. Like, yeah, you know what I might do at some well, point. Well, I'm not going to say, say it, say but like, hey, it might imagine. be dangerous. Might be dangerous to come be coming around doing stuff like that. Like that's what they say. Well, like they think they're be because I'm recording, so they they don't want to like make a direct threat to me because I'm, I'm recording see. with my phone. Yeah, so that's what right. I mean by that. Yeah, yeah. Why don't we get to our guy here? But uh, first, before we do, we should mention that we do have a Patreon. It's we Patreon. Do dot com slash evil men and uh we do many bonus episodes a month please check it out you will uh <laughs> i mean you'll love it and this month we're actually as a special bonus chris mentioned it earlier chris Locke. um we are going to be putting up a picture of 17 year old chris Locke masturbating in that famous bathroom he uh, <laughs> mentioned earlier so i think that might be against patreon tos but i'm not sure no the- because I didn't have video back then, it is just a blurry image, so you don't see yeah. much. But because I don't have video, I am going to create a brand new recreation <laughs> audio track of me just going, uh, 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 uh. <laughs> That's how you sound cool. like, all right. Yeah. And that's how I sound like now as an adult, as I make love to my wife. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, well, yeah, This. let's get into the episode. Um yeah, so Chris, you picked uh, today's evil man, um, Doctor Death, aka Christopher Dunch. Dunch. I mean, I think which, like, yeah, like once you know his last Dunch. name, you're like case closed. But I think it's Christopher <laughs> Dunch, aka I don't think his real name is Doctor Death. No, no, <laughs> yeah. when he was born, his Dunch. parents named him Doctor Death, <laughs> but, and then but, after <laughs> what happened with his surgeries. They took. They started calling him Dunch because he's like <laughs> yeah. a Dunch, you know. Doctor Death, more like, like Dunch. He does yeah. sound like, his, like an American yeah. Pie character who like drinks a beer with jizz in it or something, you know. <laughs> yeah, Dunch, <laughs> Dunchy. Dunch. Um, he was Stifler's friend yep. who went on to commit unspeakable <laughs> crimes. <laughs> <laughs> your back, uh, yeah, your back specialist today that that will be operating on you is uh, named Doctor Death. <laughs> yeah, worry, that's true. I guess maybe but you might be right, Chris. Like maybe he did have that, and he's like, "If I'm gonna be a surgeon, I gotta change this name because yeah. nobody is gonna book an appointment with me." Does uh, does Doctor Death have a good reputation? Um, um yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's good and bad. Yeah, he's one of the best in the Dallas. <laughs> Depends uh, on area. what you're looking for, I guess. 
So, yeah. Chris, I, I had never, uh, when I got the news that you chose uh, Christopher Dunch, oh, I, my jaw dropped. I'd, I'd heard about Dr. Death, and I knew there was a podcast and a, a TV miniseries about him. And can I ask, what, what made you choose Mr. Dunch as your evil man subject? Well, you mentioned the miniseries. I watched the miniseries quite recently. Here, let me just say quickly, I'll say to the people listening who don't know anything about it, just a quick overview. Yeah, good call. Christopher Dunch, a.k.a. Dr. Death, or however you like to say it. Eight, he spent 18 months as a practicing surgeon at, uh, at multiple Texas hospitals until he had his license revoked in 2013. He performed back surgeries in that time that left his patients uh, in worse condition, paralyzed, or dead. Yeah, Out of, uh, out of 38 surgeries... Uh, that he performed, only three had no complications. <laughs> that's, so that's a pretty good I mean, batting average. That's not. We shouldn't be <laughs> laughing because it's obviously people's lives. But like, but that's yeah. the thing, Chris. I don't know if he's consciously evil or if he's a fucking moron. He's not because I heard I heard on another <laughs> yeah. podcast that he would screw screws into muscles. Yeah, and people would be like, "This is supposed to be in a bone," and he'd be like, "No, it, I know what it is, what's right." I mean, I think that he's probably probably one of maybe not the smartest surgeon that's ever been around, but I also think that by all accounts and by you know when you read up about, uh, people talking about him and people who worked alongside him, that he was yeah. like a psychopathic, sociopathic freak yeah. who was aware and had to be aware of what he was doing and the mm -hmm. fact that as the as as the great Alec Baldwin I don't know the name <laughs> I don't know the name of the real guy Alec Baldwin playing. plays Dr. Kirby I think which uh, on this other podcast uh, Kirby. I listened to yeah. Kirby yeah. <laughs> Baldwin as Kirby. Yeah. And it does suck because I only like watching Baldwin in in roles where he's not a hero because I hate him so much and I find him so unlikable. So I like when he's like a villain because it's easy to hate him. But in this case, yeah. him and Christian Slater are the yeah. two like good doctors in this Oh, sorry. You know what? Slater, I didn't see the miniseries yet, but I really want to see it. Slater plays Kirby and... Baldwin plays Henderson. And Joshua yeah, okay. Jackson plays Dr. Oh, Death, right? That's right. Joshua yeah, Jackson. Really good from casting Canada. for 1998. No. They were like, this is we got a little <laughs> resurgence for him. JJ is back, my friend. Are you kidding me? This is, this is, he's actually fantastic in it. Okay, he's actually yeah. super, super good in it. Um, <clears throat> because, like I said, the reason I, the reason I picked him to go back to that. Um, and, and sorry, just to circle back, the, 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 what, what the doctor said was that if he, he was so bad at surgery that there was something he shouldn't have continued to do it. That you know what I mean? Like when you're when you're that bad at yeah. it, you should recognize yeah. that as a surgeon, if you're not a complete psychopath, that you should be like, hey, I'm not fit to do this. But he continued to try to find new jobs to do it. Um, yeah. So yeah. what we should do another little backstory leading up to what you're saying because. He originally, he, he's born in Montana, but he grew up in Memphis. So, you know, he listened to a lot of cool soul and rock and roll and stuff <laughs> while he was growing up learning how to be a fucking yeah. moron or whatever. So, <laughs> um, but uh, he wanted to be a football player and his football teammates at uh, college would say to him, he worked hard. He'd, if he couldn't get a drill, he'd he'd stay and he'd practice to practice all the time. But he he lacked talent as a football. So he worked hard, but totally lacked talent. 
uh, even though he put so much work into it. And I feel like that's a running theme in his character yeah. <laughs> he, later he, in life. He committed but, a lot of uh, atrocities on the football field that left people paralyzed and sick for the rest of their lives. Yeah, so after he failed as a after he failed as a numbskull football player, yeah, he thought, that, I'm like, going to get into medicine. He said, hey, he said, listen, my dream was to severely injure people on the football field. I was unable to do that. <laughs> so instead, I'm going to severely injure people people in you know the surgery no but but as i was yeah. he he really and and you're right chris that is really like he i don't even know about work but he just continues at stuff even if he doesn't get it you know even yeah if he's like not not figuring out he continues to do it in you're when right, normal though. people would stop you know yeah you're right um, though even when he failed at football he said one way or another i'm going to paralyze people <laughs> He's like a perverted version of the famous story of the little engine that could. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So he went to a bunch of like uh, universities or whatever they're called in America, colleges, <laughs> uh-huh. to like do. I have them written down here, but whatever. And uh, he, uh, yeah. But so he he wa- he got a PhD and an MD PhD and all this stuff, and then he became like a. Got his residential and all this and stuff. Do you know, and, then, and do you know why he got his PhD? was because of Kelsey Grammer. And again, I don't know the real people's names. I only know the <laughs> actors who play them. But Kelsey Grammer is the guy who is like this head uh, surgeon at some some like renowned medical facility that just like took a liking yeah. to him. And they had some... They had some weird business as well that they were working oh, on. Um, I didn't like know had, about this. Yeah, it had to do with like um, oh, was stem this the, like cells. A, yeah, he got, they got some. He has some patents for some stem cells. Yeah, totally. Stuff, right? So, so that he was yeah. working on it with the guy who was like his instructor. So they said that maybe that that's why. I mean, not maybe. I mean, it's quite clear. Kelsey Grammer's like, hey, I'm working with this guy. We're making money. I'm going to give yeah. him preferential treatment. I'm going to like allow him to progress further than he maybe should. <laughs> uh, but when they were working on the patents, like Kelsey Grammer guy character would probably be doing all the work and uh, Dunch's role was to like order the pizzas and soda pops. But then why? But he must have been doing something because then why? What is what is Grammer? What does Kelsey Grammer have to gain in this situation? <laughs> so I wait. like how people listening are going to actually conflate Kelsey Grammer with the real story. And so be like, he's I, fucked, I, dude. I got lost a bit. So so there's Dunch and he's like, yeah. he's a, is he still a football player at this time or he's like becoming no. a doctor? You know, he he's in school to be a neurosurgeon. So he's he's yeah. going to okay. university and he's in this program at this renowned uh, facility and Kelsey Grammer is the instructor. He's the head of Okay, it. okay. And so gotcha. he's and then he enters in this this relate business relationship with with Christopher Dunch and they they're making money off this other stuff or maybe they don't even I don't know, but he's working with them and then Christopher Dunch also graduates even though he was like maybe yeah. not adequate to be he, uh yeah. Okay. He completed the uh, MD, PhD in neurosurgery uh, residency programs at University of Tennessee Health Science Center. And also another funny thing was I read students that worked with him r- would always complain that he's like, oh he's um he's operating or he's practicing on like cocaine or after yeah. nights of hard partying he'd go right into work and then yeah. just practice and after up. he completed his red he, when he completed his residency residency he had only participated in less than 100 surgeries and typically students in the same course participate in over 1000 so he graduated with 
not much experience at all. Like, yeah, hmm. by the by the hair of be, his nuts. It would be funny if there was a a Fraser uh, episode where <laughs> Fraser's dad is like, "Well, Fraser." That student of yours killed another guy. You know? <laughs> yeah. And then Niles, job, would, Niles would have something to say, too, about it. I can't yeah. do his voice, but he would say something. <laughs> yeah. And then the dog or whatever would put its paws over its eyes. Oh, that dog could, could act. Yeah. <laughs> what? Oh, no. I was being Niles. I said uh, he would be like, your ability to create good students is just about as good as your ability to make a good cappuccino. Ooh. Oh, that's perfect. Do you know what? So he was on cocaine, people think. Yeah, he was irresponsible. And around that time, too, um, he met, uh, he began a long term relationship with Wendy Renee Young, and uh, they have two sons together. And so he was in love. But maybe, I don't know when we should do this, but Chris, was this in the show, the letter he wrote to her? The love I'm letter? Not, I'm not sure specifically. I mean, their relationship was made out to be really, really, uh, like, I mean, Again, the show the show has a very it's it's very clear in its messaging that this guy is evil. Yeah, this is like like I know you're saying that there is some school of thought that maybe he is a a, a dullard, he's an idiot, and he's mm-hmm. but but it's really like making him out to be evil. So every aspect of his life, he's made yeah. out it's made out to be like he just mistreated her, cheated on her all the time, and like yeah, yeah, but and also that okay. maybe she was a, a, an addict as well. Um, do you think though? Do you think to redress the balance? Because you know, there's two sides to every story. They should make a version of like a miniseries yeah. where he's presented as as sort of like a Leslie Nielsen type, you know, comedic figure who just Absolutely. can't get it right. Like, <laughs> I mean, yeah. that is honestly, can you? I mean, it's you couldn't you could never make it because it's in such poor taste because people legitimately died and were maimed yeah. and had their lives destroyed by this. Well, sure, sure, but, but yeah, if yeah. if not, it would be so funny <laughs> to do a full slapstick comedy version of it and him is just the dumbest guy well it doesn't have to be christopher dunch necessarily but we could make a character based on him called mr ding dong death (laughs) dr ding dong death dr death dong Hey Chris, in the in the because we haven't seen the the TV show, but are, is there like a mon, like one of those classic cocaine montages where they maybe play the Eric Clapton song "Cocaine," showing him partying and doing surgery? Or uh... I don't know that they got the licensing rights on the cocaine song, but they definitely. I mean, it was like again, it was a theme, so it wasn't just one or two times. It was like a big thing of him like being fucked up. I mean, one of the big things that w- was like. He never changed, like in the show, he never changed his scrubs. He was always wearing, like, you know, he had the same ones on from like the night before and like the the nurse would notice it, you know? And one of them had like, a, one time it had a hole in it and he, yeah. had, like, he was just his bare ass was like exposed, <laughs> a big giant hole. And then they're just like, man, that's like not normal, you know? Like, uh, yeah. uh, like a, a person should be more in control. But, but I want to stress that... He was also like the most smug and arrogant. And by all accounts, this is true in real life. That's what made him. There's so many evil characters and they always try to outdo each other nowadays in like TV shows and movies, making somebody so, so evil. And it's like showing with their actions. And it's hard to do to like shock you. That's why I found this guy so fucking evil because he was doing all of this stuff. And while he's doing it, he's like, 
No, you're just too stupid to understand. It's it, it shit happens, pal. Like you know, and he's so fucking smug and arrogant about it, uh, uh, and that's why Joshua he does such a good job of playing it. Because you, if you watch this, you you can't not just fucking hate this character. Like you want to <laughs> fucking kill the character, the way he fucking talks to people after he's just fucking like maimed their family member. You just want to fucking wring his neck. Um, so yeah, that's what made me really like, you know, pick him as, as the evil man. He, he's the person I thought was the most evil person in like TV that I've seen in a long time. Hmm. So right. can I, can I tell this story that I heard on this uh, other podcast? Uh, <clears throat> I don't know if it's in the TV show or not, but apparently like he always had this best friend named Jerry that was helping him all the time. Oh, this is in the show. Oh yeah. Uh, this <laughs> is awful. <laughs> Yeah, so Jerry, like, they described Dunch as this guy who'd be like, where the hell are my keys? Where are my keys? You know, or something like he'd freak out and he'd run around and yell at everyone, where's my, where'd I, I lost my keys. And then someone would just look for two seconds and find them. They're still in the door. So there was something weird about, like, when he was super focused on one thing, he was absent-minded and not really paying attention to a lot of things. And this this ex like this fo- old football buddy named Jerry that he grew up with basically was his best buddy and roommate for a while and took care of him all the time and even if like Dunch would get into car accidents and stuff like Jerry would help bail him out and be like be his roommate and stuff and I don't know some of such a lovable story. he's he was a lovable galoot in the show like he was just like yeah. a real like <laughs> kind of a big goon kind of guy but really lovable in the show just so kind do of you want to say what happened. You can say what did, happened. Did everything? Did it's everything pretty, turn out right between them? So they worked together as well. No, I'm afraid, I'm afraid, I'm afraid I, not. I, like I fear to say, Mike, that not everything turned out right so, between the two of them. They they were also he was like his right at his business. He had his business, whatever it was, like the okay. spinal cord research center or something, um, <laughs> where he worked out of. Um, for real, that's like what it was. And then he would go and yeah. work at these different hospitals, and then he would lose his rights at the hospital after he killed someone, and he would move on to another one. Um, huh. But yeah, he worked with them. Was his right hand man? Like just everything was by his side all the time, no matter what. You know, loved him so much. But Chris, go ahead and just say what happened. But the older Jerry was getting, he was experiencing some back problems himself. He got into a car accident, oh, no. which uh, increased the back problems. So he trusted his buddy, uh, <laughs> Doctor Dunch. To uh, operate on him, so that's also a, would you let your best friend operate on you? I don't know, but anyways. Well, if his name's Doctor Death, I would. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Doctor Death, I need your help. It's serious. Um, <laughs> but so a routine spinal uh, surgery that not a, not even doc- a spinal surgery. It was like a like it was a routine like a disc something. You know, like it was yeah. just a routine back surgery. Yeah. Discomfort in his back. Sorry, yeah, and. Um, just a routine. Uh, he put too much. I don't know the technical medical terms, and this is why I would never operate on you guys. But he's operating on Jerry. <laughs> That's why. So Christopher is operating on Jerry. Yeah, <laughs> and he puts like too way too much medical foam stuff in between the discs that you're supposed to do like a hundred times the amount or something. Yeah. And when Jerry came to, nothing below his head could move well he that's was... not entirely true chris because what? i will that's say what i heard 
Well, what happened okay. was just Did he get to a clarify. Boner? Just to clarify, <laughs> he when he awoke from that surgery, um, yeah. the first surgery. I'm saying the first surgery, he could not move below his waist. And then okay. his best friend, oh, right, Christopher right. Dunch, so went in there yeah, yeah. to repair things and make it better, at which point he <laughs> paralyzed him from below the neck when oh. he was going oh, into... Oh, no. So yeah. this, this is and why you that think... that was fucking permanent. Yeah, he So did. permanently paralyzed him, made him a quadriplegic, all he could move is his head for the rest of his life. And this article I was reading goes at first jerry was calm it's like yeah no shit how the fuck would you know if he's upset he can't do anything (laughs) jerry the rest of your body can't move uh for the rest of your life are you okay Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah so this is why you think he's like maybe an idiot as much as evil because surely he wasn't trying to do this to his friend but well, they, he never showed remorse or guilt, yeah, or empathy mm. or sympathy. Nothing, right? That's what you're getting at, right, Chris? Yeah, he even this was his best friend. You say that, but on the flip side, how could you not be the most evil person in the world when you do that to your friend and you don't even apologize to him? You say that, hey, that it would you blame it on someone else, like the anesthesiologist. He would do that a lot. He would say the anesthesiologist or working with this crew was like, you know, he refused to admit any guilt ever and constantly tried to do that and there are also a lot of people who think that he is that psychotic and that he was there there is like a school of thought that he genuinely there's nobody who could do what he did like not on purpose it's impossible to be that bad in his position yeah there has to be malice that's why he's in jail because that's what the courts decided the courts decided (laughs) that that there has to be malice because it was so egregious um so there's people who think that he was trying to hurt people that he was like some fucked up weirdo who was like trying to maim and potentially kill people so yeah i want to say uh oh sorry mike did you have something wasn't there a detail that before one of the like the first surgery that he did on his friend, the two of them went out and like got high the night before, and they both yeah, rolled they in did. for the operation. <laughs> yeah, that was like a big thing in this a big scene where they're like, "Did he take cocaine?" You know, before, and then Jerry was like, "No, he didn't," because Jerry like still stuck up for him afterwards. <laughs> oh my god, Jerry's head stuck up. Jerry for him. needs to find better <laughs> friends who are nicer to him and that won't paralyze him for life. That's my. And Jerry's still alive. This is not an. To be clear to everyone listening, this is not an old story. This is. I just want to say, if Jerry is listening, I really deeply apologize. When I was first learning about it, it's honestly the scariest thing I've ever heard. Yeah. And I hope you are okay. And I hope you don't like your friend anymore. Yeah. No. He's. I. I. I I mean, at least in a mentally okay, better place. I don't. I have. I have some breaking news. Don't mean to be a party pooper, but. On the Wikipedia, under Jerry Summers, it says, Jerry Summers died in 2021 of an infection related to complications from the botched operation. Oh my god. I think, should we delete that? No, No. let's leave it for future generations. Well, okay, I just want to... Honestly, to a guy who, as I said, was certainly 
in the miniseries made out to be just a genuinely sweet and trusting guy who unfortunately became friends with a truly evil man who did not care about his well-being at all. That is Ugh. very sad. Which I want to say, the three of uh, the four of us all work in comedy for years and years now. We're we're old school vets in, yeah, road in dogs, comedy. Yeah. We're all yeah. old road dogs. We got leather jackets yeah. and fedoras, etc. <laughs> yeah. Can't but, say uh, anything anymore. So I want, yeah, I can't say a damn thing anymore. What the I hell, just go eh? on stage and stay, stay silent on my road gigs now. <laughs> I just go on stage. As soon as I hit the stage, my opener is, well, what do you guys want to hear? <laughs> I'm not allowed to say anything. Change my yeah. mind. <laughs> no, but we all in this business, I'm sure... All four of us are familiar with at least one sociopathic, narcissistic freakazoid. Now, picturing that one person we know in our mind, would you want? Would you let that person operate on your neck or spine? <laughs> That's what it's so like because he had already done a lot of botched opera that that Jerry was aware of. So that level of trust mm-hmm. and like, oh man, it's really awful. awful. Oh, so this was yeah. like well into his oh, yes. career as a like yes. very unlucky, uh, you know, cursed surgeon. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm almost unless they changed the, the like, you know, the in, in the thing in the uh, miniseries. It, it certainly wow. was, uh, yeah, well into it. Like, and Jerry worked with him, so again, was well aware of all of it. <laughs> that sucks. That's yeah. really sad. Yeah. Oh. So this was like his his time as a surgeon before he got like arrested or whatever. It was like it was like eighteen months, right? Relatively short, but in that time, he seems to have like how many fucked up operations are we talking here? Like, thirty five. Thirty five. Like oh, you okay. said, right? Thirty five out of thirty eight. Yeah. And that's I want to crazy say, we, because if you, if you th- if you think of it like a serial killer or something, that'd be like. A huge amount of people. Yeah. And, you know, if it was his motivation, then he really is like. But it wasn't. It was just an accident every time. (laughs) Right. (laughs) God. He would he would leave sponges inside of people all the time, like regularly just leave surgical sponges inside of a patient and like random rods and screws. But and And he would cut he would cut arteries like one woman died. Um, oh, darn it. I forget her name at the moment. I think that might be the Rose one. Um, okay. One woman died and, uh, because while he was doing back surgery, he cut one of her arteries and didn't even notice. And then the surgery is supposed to take about 45 minutes. It took about three or four hours and she bled to death inside her brain and died. That's one of the poor victims that ended up deceased from... But how would you not know that you just sliced open an artery That's the while point doing of the back court. surgery? That was the point of the court. Like, so many yeah. of those things, like, he... There's no no reasonable person could believe that he was not aware. Like, they say, like, mm. he was drilling into bone when he was meant to be drilling into something else or whatever. And it's yeah. like, there, there's nobody... Even with his hundred surgeries that he participated in, like, less than normal, and even with... The, there's no way he could not have been aware that yeah. he was doing that. He was definitely aware of it. And so then it becomes a question of why is somebody doing that? And that is like fucked up beyond like. Well, apparently, yeah, did the show. 
Oh, sorry. Oh, no, I was just going to say, did the show get into any speculation as to why he did this? That he's a, that he was a psychopath. Just that he's... That he was yeah. like a sociopath, like a psychopath, that he was like, that he had this want to hurt people. And that yeah. he, I mean, it was just inferred. I don't think that they, they never really, mm. there's no real consensus on why. There's not even, as we said, a consensus on the fact that he was doing it intentionally, uh, even though he's in jail for it. There still are people that think that he was just so stupid and really, really bad. And it's also like a massive indictment on the medical industry. There's been so many yeah. changes as a result of it because that's crazy. You it should happen one single time. Yeah. That, I was going to say, it, was there anybody like, Five so or six in, when, being like, "Hey, we should disbar this guy." Chris. So has, when Chris they fired info. him, they wouldn't even make a report of all his malpractice issues because one, it looks bad on their reputation, and two, it could lead to him complaining about them saying libel about him or something, which could lead to multi-million dollar lawsuits. So these hospitals would slightly like it's almost like what the catholic church did with the priests they'd like hushly quietly send him to a different hospital to work or he would go and apply yeah, to a different it hospital yeah, they didn't to work. send him somewhere because it would the way it worked is yeah you, he just needed a place to work out of if you're a surgeon you need but like on a, paper a, yeah. he looked brilliant so new hospitals would be like oh and having a there's not a lot of neurosurgeons right so having a neurosurgeon in your hospital instantly and this is american hospitals they make money so, so money making neuro, yeah so having a neurosurgeon on uh, on premises instantly increases about more two million dollars yeah, per year for real it's like Can a I revenue say, thing it's really messed up it's really it, it really it got into that in the show a lot and how fucked up the u.s medical system is and that yeah a lot of it was driven by profit that hey there we're willing to overlook this because if this guy comes into our hospital he came from this renowned you can look it up this renowned um program i don't know if it was the tennessee one it's called something specific it's like the best program you know like somehow he came through that and so it made him look brilliant but again it's just you have them here and that means we can do these surgeries and we make millions of dollars off of them that's right. it that's all that they thought about so and if they checked on him if they checked on him there was no report yeah yeah there was no so they you know there was no reference level of like ooh there's been like five surgeries where people two got people in trouble died. Yeah. mildly like that like some of the like or like institutions got in trouble but i don't think yeah. in a serious way but there's been changes made and i don't yeah. i don't know specifically what the changes are but they've like done things now to prevent that from from happening but it also at the end of the series it's like the scariest thing ever where it's like the number of people that die from malpractice it's like the second largest killer like next to like like it was just like this incredibly oh terrifying statistic that <laughs> you don't really want to read especially if you're going into <laughs> surgery it's like well, super scary yeah here's the thing that prolonged his like 18 month nightmare career too is like two things like what you're saying chris is like you know the 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 woman like bleeding in her brain and stuff and having the internal bleeding till till she died and really sad stuff like that like at first they would chalk it up to like malpractice it's it does happen accidents happen in surgery so yeah. you do get a little bit of a leeway the only thing is is his were obviously 
super consistent and numerous. And so that's when people started trying to be like, yeah, you know, like Kirby and Henderson were like, fuck, I hate this guy. <laughs> He's making us look like shit, you know? Sorry, who? But oh, oh, the Baldu- other two, Baldwin, Baldwin and, uh, and Slater. And Christian Baldwin Slater. And Slater. <laughs> the guy from Gleaming the Cube and the guy from Beetlejuice were really upset. <laughs> yeah, but I, I also, cool, though. Yeah, they, I they, also they, wanted to say, I thought this was really interesting too, is like when they finally, I think it was, oh, I can't remember, maybe it was Henderson or something, when they finally did be like, okay, we're we're investigating this guy. Here's the thing. You can't just like let him go for this because, like I said, the 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 stakes of being sued and making it a big, you know, damaging the reputation and million dollar fight and all that stuff. So what they do is be, they have to gather evidence while they're quietly investigating him. So what that means is while they're quietly investigating him, he's still operating. Yeah. So. So right. even when they're onto him and there's spy, like spying on him, watch, he's still doing surgeries and still botching them and still hurting people. It's and he's making. I, I'd like to just point out this because they mentioned it a few times in, in the Wikipedia article. He was making like so much money throughout this whole time. Like I think his starting salary was like six hundred thousand dollars a year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so he's he's paralyzing all these people, you know, ruining his best friend's life, and just you know making tons of money, having a great life. Squandered all of his money, by the way, though, just to be clear, like was was absolutely bankrupt in spite of that, and like absolutely really? destitute. Yeah, yeah. Was it like a was he was it cocaine? Yeah, drugs and getting like all kinds. I just yeah, I, I forget. Not necessarily just that, but yeah, he was definitely like struck. I mean, that was the way that it was portrayed. So and could the, he genuinely have been fucked up during these operations? Yeah, I think he was fucked up, definitely. Like, I think he was high on cocaine, definitely, when he was doing the operations. But that's not an excuse, man. Yeah. People, I'm, there's a lot of surgeons fucking high on cocaine that are doing a good job, I guarantee you that. Yeah, yeah. There should be, uh, <laughs> there should be like a guild of cocaine surgeons that puts out a statement saying, like, not all cocaine surgeons Listen, are since Cocaine's yeah. been around. We're, yeah, yeah. we're definitely better on it. We're more focused. Uh, yeah, no, I, I think that that wasn't the issue, the cocaine. I mean, it probably, maybe a couple of them, you could chalk up to the cocaine, maybe, yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't it be great to have a job, like, I I would love to be in his position if I, like, wasn't hurting anyone, like, if it was, like, at a bank or something, and you had yeah. this job and you were terrible at it, but somehow you just kept the job and you got to be really cocky about it. I, I mean, think that's, like, when, you're, when your family, like, owns the business or whatever, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, so I yeah. think that it would actually, I mean, it does seem appealing, but I think it would turn you into a really bad person. You yeah. know, like I think that kind of like, you know, only bad, like you just like, re- it doesn't, you need some sort of reinforcements to tell well, you. It's kind of funny because you could almost infer that his defensiveness of like, I know what I'm doing, like, it's fine. You know, people are like that when they know they're bad at it. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> you know, like, it's all about insecurity with him, all these horrible things. You know what? One thing he did during an operation, like a, another like spinal operation. When the guy woke up from the operation, he just couldn't talk anymore. And it turned out that Dr. Death cut the muscle that moves his, like, chin up and down to talk. Yeah. So he could <laughs> never like the, talk again. Yeah. Uh, and he's and like, like whatever. It was just like a back surgery. That's what I'm saying. Like, a lot of them aren't, like... 
not like not like a spinal cord. Like he was doing these surgeries and oh. botching them and hurting people, and they were just like somebody had like a slipped disc in their back. You know what I mean? Mm, like yeah. back like pain. routine, so not life threatening, not life threatening at all. So he wasn't like doing life saving surgeries. Although yeah. it did just make me think to myself, you know, I always say he did thirty five and he got. Think about if you were one of those three who he got it perfect. Yeah, you'd oh be like God. laughing yeah. so hard. You'd yeah. be so happy and lucky, <laughs> and you'd be like one. Of, you'd be like one of those people who encountered a serial killer and got away. Yeah. You know, like one of those people. Yeah. Who were like, yeah, wow. like I was on the table, and he maybe he's like. And like maybe on those ones he like tried to fuck them up, but he like made a mistake fucking them up, and he bad. Yeah, he's so bad he did the right thing, not realizing. (laughs) I'd probably be like paranoid. I'd probably be paranoid and like at least once a year go in to get an X-ray to check there's not some weird screw in my heart or something. Yeah, I'm sure the people would have had to have gone and gotten things checked out after the at least when the mini series dropped. Yeah. (laughs) Hey, Doctor Death, isn't that your guy? Chris, you go into the doctor like, I just want to double check. Can I still talk? <laughs> I love that. Dr. Death, is that, hey, isn't that your guy? Um, <laughs> hey, honey, look, on the TV, Dr. Death, that's your guy. That did your thing. God. I want to go, okay, before we move on, which I think we've done pretty well so far. Everybody gets the idea. Uh, another, this this will help, Chris, with your... Um, your uh, opinion that he was straight up evil. I, I heard this on the podcast uh, this morning while I was walking home uh, with a bag full of sausage rolls from Mabel's, which is in the junction here. Really great sausage rolls. They're not even our sponsor, but I just want to shout out. Oh, and, can't believe and, you're giving away free sponsor spots. Like, oh, <laughs> well, yeah, hopefully they'll give me free sausage rolls. <laughs> That's all I care about. But the thing is, is um, that woman, Wendy Young, that he, he became his wife, uh, someone found this email from December of 2012. This is an email, just like a love email he sent to Wendy. Do you guys want to hear it? It definitely was covered in the... Yeah. in the. Um, okay. I know you asked before and I wasn't sure. It definitely was covered in the series. Yeah, I'm excited to hear it. Can I, uh, can I say, I before on, you read it, Chris, oh. can I just say, mm-hmm. uh, even if he's done terrible things, it's nice that he's romantic and he's sending a, a love letter <laughs> to his wife. Wow. You oh, that's hear it. Right? Mike, Mike, you're such a softy. I know. Mike is honestly like Come a, on, Mike. a hopeless romantic. It's not nice. I love to hug and kiss. What? Well, the ranker the com printed this and uh so Mike, you're going to love this because it is okay. one of those like just lovely emails from one lover to another. Not probably Great. unlike the uh the letters that James Joyce would <laughs> send to his wife about wanting to eat her farts. <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> a, now that's uh, a miniseries a, they should make with Joshua Jackson. He plays uh, James Joyce and then someone plays his wife's farts. But anyway, I mean, there's that, for sure there's for sure going to be a miniseries up. just about the fart fetish in the You piece. have to look those up. That those fart letters are the fucking weirdest things I've ever seen. Like I want to fuck a, like a farting woman well like that pushes every fuck pushes another fart out of her. It's like one of the lines like it's absolutely bizarre. Interesting. But in a way he's right. Like how do you uh, how else do you get confirmation that you're doing her right? <laughs> <laughs> you have to remember this was before cell phones, before TikTok. <laughs> okay, so let's just say that this is Christopher Dunch's, aka um, Dr. Death's fart letter to Wendy, okay? Okay. So this okay. is from the email. 
anyone close to me thinks that I likely am something between God, Einstein, and the Antichrist. Because how can I do anything I want and cross every discipline boundary like it's a playground and never, ever lose? But unfortunately, despite the fact I am winning, it is not happening fast enough. What is the problem, Kim? It is simply that everyone else is human and there is nothing I can do about it. And so can I, I just, and sh- can okay, I just yeah. interject here? Mm-hmm. So far, it doesn't have the, the tone uh, that I associate with a love letter. <laughs> uh, well, he, he's just setting things up. Hang it's on. coming, it's coming, it's coming up, and you're going to love it. it there's All a right. payoff for sure. All right. Uh, where did he, he's simply that I'm human. Yeah, okay. And so I pick and choose my humans. I just pick it up at uh, other people are simply not human. <laughs> yeah. Dearest Wendy, did you know that everybody else is human except for me? I am beyond that. Oops, I left my watch in a patient. Because <laughs> I love you so darn much. <laughs> they just don't understand me, Wendy. They say I can't bring a gun to back surgery. Um no, okay. It goes, uh, and so I pick and choose my humans and try to help them and show them, give them patience and kindness, and never harm anyone unless they even think of doing the same to someone I love. You, my child, are the only one between me and the other side. I am ready to leave the love and kindness and goodness and patience that I mix with everything else that I am and become a cold blooded killer. The sad fact is that I would go faster, um, uh, do better, and catch more respect and honor by fucking everyone in the brain, emotionally and mentally controlling them in a manner that borders on abuse, taking no prisoners, and sending everyone in my way, and especially that fucks with me to hell for the simple fact they thought they could much less tried. Um, so he was a, op- like operating not- surgeon at the time he wrote that letter. Yeah, not exactly, uh, you know... Uh, Patch Adams. Can you not exactly imagine, Patch Adams, yeah. Can you yeah. imagine you're, you're, you're about to get surgery and that letter falls out of his pocket? <laughs> <laughs> what is this? Huh. Or imagine he walked in with, yeah, to a, to a surgery with a clown nose on and, hey, are you like Patch Adams? And he goes, <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> I'm going to fuck your brain. Is that something Patch Adams would say? <laughs> Yeah, right dark. before you're about to go under, you see his butt through his pants. <laughs> <laughs> and he farts and goes, I fucking hate humans. <laughs> oh, man. Imagine hearing those words before you go under. Oh, nightmare. <laughs> I hate humans. You're just like, I'm a fucking human. Fuck. <laughs> so classic narcissism. Yeah, he thought he was like a god. (laughs) You know what? I'm looking at pictures of him, too. And when he was younger, at least, he was pretty handsome. Like, he kind of looked like a G.I. Joe in a way that somehow makes it worse. I don't know why. Yeah, but he became like... He became very ugly as he got older. I think that he's just like, you know, he's such an ugly person. It just sort of seeped into his face and he just became ugly. That happens to some people if you live a really ugly life, you know? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, he has a sort of bloated uh, killer look in his face as he ages, uh, probably as a result of being a killer and uh, doing a lot of uh, drugs all the time. Yeah. Yeah, drinking and drugs, yeah. 
Um, I just want to say the girl, the woman who got uh, the arteries slashed and uh, died from blood loss in the ICU. Her that was uh, that was March 2012, and that was um, Dunch was performing a laminectomy on. Uh, it was Kelly Martin just to reduce her back pain after a fall at home. She died. Yeah. And uh, the other, the other, the patient that passed away is uh, Floella Brown, and that was only a couple of months after uh, Kelly Martin. Uh, I'll read this little blurb that Ranker wrote. Floella Brown came to Dunch for a cervical fusion to alleviate her neck and shoulder pain. During Brown's surgery, Dunch pier- pierced her vertebral artery. Brown lost so much blood that the operating room team had to mop the floor with towels. All yeah. while Dunch complained he couldn't see her spine to operate. And Where'd so the darn thing to, go? Yeah. And that's not good. Like, get this yeah. blood out of here. What the hell's going on? Like, complaining about the blood that you created? Yeah, yeah. There, there's, there was a big thing, like a big theme, and it was the sort of power that a surgeon has over the surgical room and, and how, like, the nurses and the people who are helping them really don't feel comfortable questioning them in any circumstance. And, like, I think that's mm, yeah. one of the big issues, you know, where it was, like, very clear to everybody who was there that – and even somebody who was helping, like, a fellow surgeon – if it's if it's his surgery or her surgery and you're the fellow surgeon who's like assisting or whatever you don't question it you know cuz like even Christian Slater was in there for one of his surgeries and he had to leave to go do his own but even he was in there Kirby. for one of them and he <laughs> well anyways Christian, it's Christian Slater and Christian Slater was like on, he's like hey I fucked up you know I should have said something I should have but that's just kind of the way it works in the in the industry so like the the hierarchy is so like ingrained that people just like won't acknowledge yeah. like a huge mistake they're actually witnessing. And and even though yeah. somebody's life is on the line, like that's what you, it, it sort of like goes to show how you just get blinders up. It, your industry just becomes sort of the way things are done or the way things are done. You know, you sort of lose sight of the fact that there's a fucking <laughs> human being lying on the table whose life is on the line that like in yeah. any other circumstance, you would fucking do everything in your power to save somebody. But because you're not the person who's presiding over the fucking mm-hmm. thing and it's it's his thing, and you don't want to cause any like uproar in the whatever. You're gonna sit there and let somebody die on the table, like yeah. that's really fucked up stuff, you know? Yeah, but some people tried to help cover up his mistakes too. Yeah, of course. Yeah, he's like the last person in the world you want with like any power, you know? Yeah. Clearly, yeah, man. So he's. I evil, find so, that so with so a lot of he, evil men. <laughs> he's evil, and I think we can agree on that now. You guys, you know, you weren't sure at the beginning. Yeah, I yes, think that we I, can all agree I'm as so- a group that this was a very evil man, and that I was not <laughs> wrong. I'm still on the fence. I want to hear about how it ends, you know, how how he ends up behind bars before I make my decision, you know? Okay. Mini series on TVs are always kind of biased towards <laughs> Mike, evil men. Mike's yeah. waiting for like an an incident like nothing is really swayed up. He's like, "Okay, so but I hear I hear all of this, but what got him arrested?" <laughs> <laughs> well, what did so if we get to like his like trial and stuff cuz he 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 did eventually get stopped somehow this was, from... <laughs> this was the stuff, to be clear, this was the yeah. stuff that got him arrested. As Chris said, right. while they were doing the investigations, it was, you know, they were they were gathering evidence. He was still committing his crimes, um, but right. they were gathering evidence and they ended up, they convinced, you know, a district attorney uh, in in Tennessee or whatever to... Uh, bring bring charges against him and actually convinced like uh, christian slater and alec baldwin convinced the per- the people actually like hey 
this guy is it should be a criminal you know because they were just going to malpractice they just wanted to take his license away but then there was like oh he could do this he could go to a different country or whatever like this guy's a for, for real danger like he's you know a psycho he's that basically their exact quote was this is an evil man and definitely <laughs> somebody who is worthy of being a topic of the subject on a podcast of that night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, well should we do the the evil scale well, no, 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 because we have to just, we haven't gotten to how, oh, like, his trial went and how long he's in jail and stuff. Okay, yeah, Chris, I mean, he's in he's in jail for the rest of his life. <laughs> so, so, yes, was, I saw it was a life sentence. Yeah, he's in jail for the rest of his life, a real life sentence, not a Canadian life sentence. You know, and that's Texas life. as well, so you know it's, you know. Oh, it was it was Texas, I was right, yeah, that's right. I forgot that he moved around to yeah. do his, his surgery murders. I'm a traveling fake spine doctor. <laughs> yeah. He <laughs> would just show up <laughs> stepping off a bus with a little suitcase and look at the hospital and then wipe some sweat off of his forehead and then walk up <laughs> how, the steps of so the new hospital. How like accurate that probably is, you know? <laughs> like, oh. Yeah. So, yeah, um, he was, uh, he's in jail for, I think it said till the 2040s. He's oh, not, not life. If yeah. he didn't get, I thought well, he I was life, he's not eligible for parole until 2045. And all okay. the four hospitals that employed Dunch have ongoing civil cases against them. It's yeah. pretty messy. So he didn't get a lot. So 24, I mean, he could get back out, you know, and, and I, you know, I mean, he could get back out there and start operating. Again. Well, according to Wikipedia, he's eligible for parole when he's 74. But, you know, 74 isn't what it used to be. 74 is kind of like what totally. 64 was. And he's going right. to be working out. He's going to be staying fit. And yeah, not a lot no of, cocaine. A lot of, yeah, not yeah. He's gonna get clean, and yeah. honestly, a lot of surgeons are older as well. Yeah, so, sure. Uh, need I remind you all of the classic Dick Van Dyke series, Diagnosis Murder, where he played a quite yeah. an old doctor, and he was still had his wits about him. Yeah, Clint Eastwood oh, still making him. films. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Just I love the idea of him getting out. I love the idea of him getting out in twenty forty five and. He meets a new patient somehow. He snuck in and he's like, Hello, I'm Dr. Debra. Yeah, Dr. Debra. Well, you know what's crazy? Um, uh, um, Dr. Death could literally be directing films even 16 years after he gets out if he carries along the Clint Eastwood path. Yeah, well, he'll he'll have to take, I mean, He's going to have to take Clint Eastwood's seat because Clint himself is still going to be directing at that time, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> his, his movie at that time is just Clint being like, Aah. Yeah. Clint Eastwood is literally Dr. Not Death. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. Dr. Live. <laughs> that sucks. You're Dr. Death. I'm Dr. Live. <laughs> Dr. Life. Actually, that seems like the plot. Of a Clint Eastwood movie where he confronts a Dr. Death-like doctor and and kills him. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. definitely. And, and maybe somebody who's, like, trying to do assisted suicide to him, like, trying to, like, yo, dude, come on, man. Your family is, like... <laughs> and then he's just, like, no. <laughs> he beats <his> no. <laughs> um, just before we wrap up here, I just want to point out we, uh, we overlooked one thing that, that really sticks out to me, that in around 2013... 
Dunch was arrested uh, for <laughs> shoplifting from a Walmart. And I think we, if we could do this episode over again, we should have really focused on that incident and not all the surgery stuff. <laughs> yeah, because that's a business that's trying to make a profit. Yeah. And that hurts their bottom line. He got arrested for DUI as well, I think, too. Yeah, so he's don't he's Whoa. not to be trusted behind the wheel or in, in a store, let alone a uh, operating theater. Not helping yeah. his case here. Wow. Yeah. Did it so, say what he shoplifted? And, and right before the meter, like right before you decide how evil he is, now they throw this in. Yeah, it just went yeah. up yeah. two or three points. Yeah, what did he 100%. shoplift though? Like a it said eight hundred dollars worth of stuff from Walmart. I am assuming that's just eight hundred dollars worth of sponges and cocaine. If they sell that, I'm not sure. Yeah. Maybe mean, he I'll shoplifted be. some scrubs by George. <laughs> <laughs> Does anyone? All right. No. <laughs> <laughs> George makes the clothes original clothing line for Walmart. Um, oh, is George like the the, the Joe Fresh Fresh? For I was going to say here in Canada it's Joe Fresh, but oh. no, Joe Fresh is at Loblaws or something, isn't it? I know, but that's just more my thing. Anyway, today's um, episode has been sponsored by Walmart. If you like to kill your patients, please shop at Walmart. <laughs> also um, brought to you by Mabel's sausage rolls. Chris, we do an evil scale at the end of the episode, one to ten. We call it the Urkel Hitler scale. Ten is Hitler, one is Steve Urkel. Mm-hmm. Um, mm, okay, that's interesting. What, what so that kind of throws me off because that's not where Urkel would be for me. But. Oh, interesting. Okay, <laughs> it's okay. I'll, I'll, I'll play by your rules. Why don't you go first, Chris Locke? Where would you put him on one to ten? Um. I put him on uh, like a uh, eight mm. because uh, because he's killing pe- he's killed people and he and he people that wanted simple back pain relief uh, dealt with quickly. He basically paralyzed them or left them in worse to wear for the rest of their lives. But I, I wouldn't give him a full ten because uh, I think his brain was broken in a dumb way still but i do agree with chris i think he is evil he's got the sociopath narcissistic thing cod god complex as we saw in the letter to his to wendy but anyways i'm over explaining it i'd say eight eight chris james what would you give this dr death well first off i'll say i don't don't recall the actor who played wendy otherwise i would have chimed in with it um <laughs> but I will say that I don't know the scale that like can you give me an example of what somebody else has got? Uh, Jeffrey Dahmer was probably a 9. So then in that case I guess he's got to be an 8. Yeah, cuz I guess you can't yeah. put him on the same level as Dahmer. Yeah. But yeah, for me again, it was the way that he went about doing it and the smugness and the arrogance um, and just that 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 narcissism, that like God complex. It really watching somebody in that position of power who people trust, like just absolutely fucking killing and maiming them, and doing it with this God complex, where he truly believed he's better than everyone else, and you see it on display. The arrogance. It really drove me fucking crazy to watch. So hmm. I'm definitely going to say hi. I'm going to go with eight. Hmm. Okay, and I just want to say that Wendy on the on the series was played. By Molly Griggs. And uh, Molly, you can also catch Molly Griggs in Prodigal Son, uh, Before I Go, and Servant, among other things. Thanks for, thank you, Chris. Uh, That's nice for Molly. Mike? She's doing good. 
Dr. Christopher Dunch, a.k.a. Death. He did a lot of terrible things. She was great in the series. Sorry. She was really good. (laughs) You know what? I'm going to watch the series and I'll get back. In a future episode, I'll I'll give my thoughts on how Molly Griggs portrayed Wendy Young. Her Um, parents are Ken Griggs and Lindsay Griggs. Okay, thank you. Are they notable? The Griggs family. Um, Were they in the industry? Let me see. Sorry, Mike. No, I can't click on their name. I'm the one who has to go. I'm the one who has to go. Yeah, you're the one I'm trying to rush for. Chris, I can't click on their names. That means Uh, no. No. If you can't click on someone's name in Wikipedia, that means they're nothing. Nothing. I ask people when I meet them, do you have a hyperlink if I look you up on the internet? And if they say no, it's not worth talking to them. And I don't have one. I don't have one. Ooh. Yeah. Um, I believe now let me just compare here. On a previous episode, I believe I gave Chevy Chase seven point five on the yes. evil scale. Yeah. I'm gonna give Dr. Death a seven point five as well, <laughs> I think. Because I, I don't I I, tr- I truly believe he's evil, but also um like his defense attorneys, I'm gonna say that he just uh, you know, He's the product of a flawed system, and who knows how many other Dr. Deaths are out there, and uh, I think that the American medical system needs to take a deep look at itself to uh, to make sure this doesn't happen again. So I mean, I think both can be true. I think both can be true. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> so equal to Chevy Chase. Okay. I, I can't wait to find out how many more Dr. Deaths are out there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I give him an 8.9. I think he was pretty bad. You got to leave a little room for the pure evil guys, but eh, he seems yeah. seems really bad. Yeah. I like the point nine. I like it when James goes hard. Mm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Very I break it down to tenths. Yeah. Um, <sighs> so he, in the end, how many people act, did, did like two people died on the Three operating now table? now we're finding out because. Three. Okay. Because Jerry. the one that right. during Jerry, yeah, his best friend Jerry passed away as a result. So that's three. Good point. Holy yeah. crap. And but, Jerry is like, oh, they're all sad stories, but oh my God. I almost think he that in Jerry a weird, story kills me. He's almost in a weird way the scariest guy we've done because it's like you trust doctors. And I, I can be a yeah. hypochondriac a little bit. Like this one gets me the most. Like I the idea of going in and your doctor is a freak is yeah. really awful and scary. Man, that's why yeah, I drive like, so Ivan far. the Terrible was Ivan the Terrible was never like, let me operate on your back. <laughs> Yeah, you knew what you were getting with Ivan. I go like like an hour and a half to my old doctor. I mean, in Vancouver, I don't know what it's like out there. It's so hard to find a doctor. But like, I've had the same doctor, a doctor that you can trust, and that is so fucking important. But I will say yeah. this. There was this news article that came out, and it was about these doctors that were doing these backroom dealings. And then one of the doctors had the same name as my doctor. <laughs> and it was this moment where I was oh, like, no. it was like about him being really like, you know, like a real bad guy. And I was like, are you shitting? me or do i do i have another doctor you know but then it was a different fucking i won't say his name but yeah so he's having wow. a good doctor you're right i'm the same james that fucking mm. freaks me out the idea of mm. trusting someone going under you're under anesthesia yeah. you're completely mm-hmm. defenseless yeah. trust going this under fucking- in general oh. freaks me the hell out that's one yeah. of my biggest paranoid fears holy crap. i don't even like going to the doctor and even being fully awake yeah you know that totally. even freaks me out Totally. I don't even like putting deodorant on. <laughs> I don't even. I don't even like being alive. <laughs> I'm just. Trying, I know. I don't like being alive so much that if I know a doctor's gonna kill me, it freaks me out. <laughs> I saw a porn where a dentist guy puts someone under, and then he and the nurse do it around the put under person, and that 
also nightmare. <laughs> that freaks me out, man. Hit me with a link on that so I can get my. Ass I will. I'll send out. it to you. Just so you could be like, what the. Love yeah, them. I had open heart surgery once, and right before I went under, I, I, I said, are you guys going to fuck while I'm under? <laughs> and then they went, huh? And then I was, and that was it. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah you, you can't be too careful. Yeah. In your chest. Yeah, that reminds me of like, you know, those, I don't know if you guys have ever experienced it, but you know those people, like someone tweeted about it, uh, you know, a friend, comedian person tweeted about it the other day. About sleep paralysis. Oh, yeah, um, I get that. You've had that? Oh, yeah. Have you seen, like, one of the things? Like a demon or a witch yeah. or whatever? And we talked they... about this, I think, on an episode. You told oh, us you God. hallucinated a spider and you couldn't move. I did, yeah. yeah. You talked yeah. about the spider. It doesn't happen yeah. that much, but once in a while I'll be half awake and then I see, like, a demon or something and they scream. <laughs> so <laughs> imagine great. you had sleep paralysis and then you saw a demon and an old hag and they started doing porno on your bed. <laughs> Right, it's you like know what I do? It's just I'd be mess. like, "Cut it out, you two! <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I can't, I can't wake up to say cut it out." <laughs> well, that's scary Chris, to me. You have to go. Uh, thank you so much for for joining us, everyone. Definitely go look on YouTube for not even a show. It's so funny. And yeah, thank, thank you, you so much for coming on with us. Uh, and Chris, for- we met back in the stand-up days. And you know you're a brilliant stand-up, but you took a break to dive into to the the Twitch streams and everything, and and the YouTube show. But you tweeted recently that you're back doing stand-up and having a ton of fun, and that I'm really happy to hear that because you're yeah. hilarious. So I, oh, that's I can't so wait nice. To, I'm, can't I'm wait excited to see you back on stage too. Yeah, I'm recording an album next May or June, and I'm doing a special as well. I do my thing on Means TV, which is like a worker-run streaming oh, nice. service, and they're going to produce a, a stand-up special for me. So I'm going to put that out sometime next year. So yeah, I'm I'm getting back into doing stand-up. And I, the reason I enjoy it is because I'm just like doing it for the purpose of recording a special. I'm not trying to do any like uh, you know yeah. festivals or anything like that. So it's just more fun and less stressful. And yeah, yeah. Really, if you're yeah. hungry and up on that ground. Stand up sucks. Yeah, totally. Mm. I agree. It's not if it's you're just, just having fun and being silly. It's the best. Yeah, yeah. So I'm yeah. having a great time. So yeah. Nice. Ch- hey, come. Hey, check me out at your local uh, local funny uh, funny bone or uh, you know, <laughs> local chuckle hot. I'll be there. You know, <laughs> ha ha <Yeah>. hospital. <laughs> Yeah, that's Excellent. awesome. Well, we'll put the uh, we'll put the links to not even a show, and we'll put the link to your yet to be recorded special in the show notes as well. Yes, that sounds great. And I've and as I mentioned, I don't listen to friends' podcasts, so I've I've not heard this podcast. But when I said I was recording it, my girlfriend Emma, who we mentioned, got really excited and said it, this, she loves the podcast. Really? So, yeah. So that is a huge that's a huge vote of confidence for you guys because she Excellent. notoriously hates bullshit. <laughs> yeah, Emma rules. She's really nice. Wow. Awesome. Yeah. Thanks, Thanks, Emma. Thanks, Thanks for Emma. having me, guys. All right. Take Thanks, care, Chris. Chris. We'll talk to you soon. Bye. This podcast has been brought to you by the Sonar Network. So